0: Like Fun is a craft beer and comedy podcast that offers a brief respite for women and men with real responsibilities. Featuring Greg, a tall, dark, everyman who knows what he likes, and Josh, Like Fun's resident beer quality expert. Together, our hosts take you on a journey of inebriated mirth so wondrous, it will feel as though you are having something like fun. Like Fun is not for kids. Unless those kids are from Wisconsin and accompanied by a legal guardian. If that's the case, come on, kids. Have a seat, throw one back, and listen up. Because life is too short not to... like fun.
1: The show where uh, two guys talk about beer and pretend that other people might want to listen to their conversation um, we <laughs> are positive and we live in the Midwest
0: yep and uh, <laughs> this week we have a uh, unfortunate special guest hello
2: this is Creed Victoria here <laughs> to congratulate you on your
1: your 50th golden jubilee wow wow The we, we really should have planned something better <laughs> for her 50th episode
2: yes that's right I'm actually <laughs> contractually obligated to attend all jubilees really um, yes uh, ever since uh, my first silver jubilee uh, <laughs> that's correct this is in fact her royal majesty queen victoria empress of india and also queen of ireland
1: Oh, I guess I had the idea that you were long dead, <laughs> moldering in the grave. So many,
2: to speak. many tend to think that. So, so for the <laughs> remainder of the show, we shall have breakfast uh, under the trees of Frogmore, where dear Albert is buried. Oh God! <laughs> uh
1: this is like fun. This is like fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as always, I am Greg, and this is Josh and we're we're uh, again doing a remote cast cuz uh of lives that we decide to lead outside of uh drinking and discussing beer um mm-hmm. uh, which of course uh makes logistics complicated but we're we're uh, back at it on a beautiful sunday i am seated uh in my uh living room my cat is like frantically Pawing at my sides as I speak right now, one of my cats. I've got Red Zone on the TV. <laughs> uh, things are things are looking up. Things yeah. are looking up. Uh, did I just hear you crack something, Josh?
0: Yeah, I just cracked the uh, review beer. Um, which I don't know. Do we, do we want to give it away early? It's um, up, to you. It's it up has, to you. It has it has been Oktoberfest season for a solid three and a half months. Um, <laughs> you know, it's now uh, mid September. And uh, in my opinion, I think um, the appropriate time to start calling Meritsons and whatnot Fest beers is probably like September 15th. So where where are we at on that? What was that like? Two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Um But yeah, they start coming out in like July now, which is fine. Um, like Fest beer can be an anytime beer, but to start promoting it with, You know, uh, funny hats and Lederhosen and whatnot. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right until, you know, at least early September. But, um, but yeah, this, uh, week we're going to be reviewing, um, Surly Brewing Company's Surly Fest. Um. A favorite of the show, Surly, Surly Brewery. Yep. One of the, um, several, many time appearance, um, breweries outside of Wisconsin. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to review it. Um, It'll be an interesting review, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I so
1: I uh, when I went to pick mine up, they uh, they're very clear on the side of the uh, uh, the packaging that they are not a traditional uh, Mearsen style. Yeah. Um, so when we when we do get into that, I I'm excited to to try it out. I love Oktoberfest style beers. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this in the past. I I think that they're um, just the right amount of everything. Uh, if you know, because they're not they're not super hoppy. Although I I love a a uber hopped IPA, but I think that fest beers are uh might appeal to a wider audience. because yes. they're so goddamn smooth when yeah. they're done well. They're the smoothest, and I love them.
0: Yeah, even in in um. The BJCP guidelines it literally says a palate impression that encourages additional drinking.
1: Or I think just <laughs> drinking,
0: So, which I'm sure most Americans can agree with, that that is a quality you would want in a beer. So I, I am not
1: drinking the fest yet. I am drinking um, Soul Style IPA from Green Flash. Um, I saw it on the shelves, and they had a number of IPAs by Green Flash, uh, and they are... I think they do a nice job. At least I was attracted to it. Uh, the packaging, of uh, advertising the the flavor profile, right on the uh, right beneath the title of the uh, beer. So this one I liked it because I it said it was bright and tropical, so mm-hmm. I had to pick it up. And Green Flash does some good stuff. Yeah, all, uh, all their stuff the, I've
0: tried is really good. Uh,
1: the San the San, San Diego uh, brewery movement uh, thriving, and they're. Uh, this Soul Style IPA is both uh, bright and tropical. I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's good. It's not as hazy as I was hoping for. I was kind of hoping for a hazy IPA. Oh, It is. I'm drinking it, maybe sinfully, out of a Minhas tasting glass that (laughs) I got when I was at Minhas Brewery. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) And uh, where, basically, they pay you to do the tour and (laughs) drink in their tasting room, but (laughs) uh, the uh, the uh, glass here. I'm holding it up to the light, and God, if this isn't like—I don't want to say it's Miller Light clear, but it is Pilsner clear. Mm-hmm. It is interesting. So, anyway, it seemed it's good, T- tasty. Excited to be enjoying the Soul Style IPA by Green Flash.
0: Yeah, almost everything in their repertoire is you know like solid um, West Coast style double IPAs, triple IPAs, and, and mm. American Pales, which means you know just two row. Um, fermented, you know, as cleanly and, uh, as, as highly attenuated as possible. Um, so, so it's, they're all really easy drinking, even though some of them are excellent alcohol delivery vehicles. <laughs> um, I love those vehicles. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of vehicles. So, uh, uh, this week, uh, I don't know. Did I, did I talk on the show at all, uh, last week about the fact that our car is broken? No. Our, our brand new used vehicle uh, we bought a we bought a 2016 Chevy Cruze. okay uh, uh, Amer-
0: an american car uh, so
1: absolutely absolutely uh, and it uh, immediately broke so much much in the line with uh, the the narrative about American vehicles although I don't know if that's as true as when we were growing up. But, uh... Every, everything's we, on its head now
0: because I think there's more American parts in, like, a Toyota Corolla than there are in a F-150.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But. but, uh... Oh, that is good. Um, we... So, uh... Very happy with the vehicle. It drives well. It's got a lot of, like, fun functions on it because it's a new car and we were driving uh, a stock Honda Civic from mm-hmm. 2006, 2005 or something like that which was deteriorating around us. Yeah. Uh, in a... If it was, like, raining out, uh, pieces of it were just falling off, like some sort of, uh, East German (laughs) manufacturer or something like that, like where it was just rotting and dying around us. But, uh, the cruise has the issue of, uh, in the middle of the night for no reason, uh, the alarm will go off. (laughs) (laughs) It'll just be sitting in our driveway, and the alarm will go off uh, multiple times in a night even, uh, like 1 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, I mean, that's, that's just good, like, preemptive security. I, uh, you could make that argument. I'm not going to because it goes off immediately. We don't have a garage even, so it goes off just in our driveway, which is very close to our neighbor's home. Yep. Um, and we're coming out of a dead sleep and pawing at the uh, the key fob to try and make it stop. And frequently it takes us like several minutes to turn the goddamn thing off. So anyway, we brought it to the dealership and uh, luckily it's still under warranty. They're dealing with it. But the, the vehicle that they gave us in return is a, uh, while it is a 2018 Chevy Equinox, which is a kind of a nice SUV, it has... Just a garish advertisement on both sides <laughs> <laughs> that says, "Did you know you can lease a 2018 Chevy Equinox for only 285 a month? Oh, only 285. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we are we are not uh, discreet in the loaner vehicle, uh, and it's kind of hilarious to see it sitting in our driveway. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's that's what's going on with me. That's not my what's good. Okay, (laughs) It's just an interesting little uh, uh, peek into my life, dealing with that nightmare of the siren going off at all hours. But uh, what's good with you, Josh?
0: Oh, boy, what is good with me? Um, I don't want to bore folks with uh, work, but this is actually kind of an exciting story. Um, So it just happens that um, next Tuesday is both, like, our or my... uh, the state lab's board meeting and it is also like our scheduled fire drill. Ooh. So yeah, so the people who are like supposed to do all the leadership stuff, all of them have to go to this board meeting. And I'm not one of those people. So um on Tuesday I will be an incident commander for our continuing operations thing. I get to wear like a hard hat and have like a mag flashlight and a big reflective vest. And awesome. walk around and, like, tell people, like, what to do. And um, they have to tell me if there's, like, a injured person in the stairwell or whatever. It's going to be tight. I'm going to... So I'm, this is a more elaborate drill than what I am accustomed to. Where everyone it, just kind of files out. Or not even... I shouldn't say everyone. Like, people who don't have anything to do file out of the building. Right. Uh, no, it's a little bit more in depth, I think. Um, uh, there was a point in our building where we had, like, an evidence locker... And, uh, you know, like, smallpox and monkeypox and stuff like that. So they take it a little bit more seriously. That stuff's gone now. It's moved to a different facility, but we still have to keep security at a high mark. But, yeah, so I'm going to take full advantage of my um, very, very temporary authority. My, like, 20 minutes of being king of the castle and (laughs) bark out orders and maybe I'll...
1: you got to learn the dance from uh, the uh, intergalactic planetary by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah, where they were all dressed like that and just blast that. Like, don't even, don't even hit a fire alarm. Just blast intergalactic <laughs> <laughs> and come like dancing down the stairwell. Yeah, people are gonna be like,
0: "What is? is this the drill?"
1: <laughs> it's like no talking. I like my sugar with coffee
0: and cream. Like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> coffee in the break room. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's what's good with me. What is good with Greg this week? Uh, In addition
1: to uh, today, which, again, as I expressed, sitting, watching uh, Red Zone, I got to the gym earlier. I'm just, I'm feeling today. Today is a good day. Uh, And uh, what's good with me is uh, adult kickball. Did I use this one last week? Yes, you did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, we lost, so that's not good. (laughs) What's good with me is uh, the bar sponsorship for our Kickball League, which, of course, is uh, one of the diviest dive bars I've ever had the privilege of being associated with. Uh, Slices in
0: Madison. Slices? Slices. It is
1: on the northeast side uh, off of, like, Packers Ave.
0: Okay, no, I'm not familiar with it at
1: all. And uh it is it's a corrugated metal
0: shed. Okay, alright. That's a win.
1: <laughs> and they give they, they closely associate with the sports leagues that happen in the uh in the in Demetrol Field, which is across the street. Okay. And uh it is it it's so the building is brown corrugated metal and it is it was obviously built to be some kind of uh, like garage uh, for like like mechanical garage. Oh, great! And so it's not insulated can... either. No, it's like it's pretty gross. Um, it's a... I really I really love it because it's super divey. But um, the the league, you get uh, drink specials. You know, you do the pitcher races where your team. You know, every pitcher you buy. Uh, gets contributed to your score, and then whoever at the end of the year buys the most pitchers gets like a kegger party or something like that. We'll okay. never win that, but um, they got uh, tons of sports mem- memorabilia up on the walls um, to the point where it's like cluttered. And uh, each week, as part of being in the league, uh, if you show up and you know say that you know team so and so is there, and we're team doing the most. Uh, the, the, you get a fried basket of goodness, which rotates, I think it's whatever they find when they reach into the freezer Yeah, um, and they bring it out to you. But, uh, that's, uh, that's the bread and butter of the adult sports leagues. I think is the bar sponsorship. Uh, I really, I have really enjoyed getting to hang out at slices over the years and I'm glad to be back because it is terrible. (laughs) Um, but terribly good. Yeah, terribly good. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I actually got back to uh, the Wisco where I hadn't been for a year at least. It's all done up now. Completely redone the exterior and barely touched the interior. Um, The interior was one where uh, the floor was so uneven. I, there were those car ads where they used to like show a ball bearing like rolling around the exterior of a car to show how smooth and contoured it was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, like so very purposeful. But I think if you were to drop, uh, like a bag of ball bearings or marbles on the floor inside of the Wisco, it would be like, uh, it would be a good way for, uh, Jeff Goldblum to narrate and demonstrate chaos theory because <laughs> <laughs> the floor made no sense the way that the floor was uneven how it would dip in some areas like rise up in others Um the tables never sit flush against the ground and uh the ceiling tile uh it's got that like you know gross foam ceiling tile really cheap stuff and every so often there would be a missing one where they would just string a flag over it they didn't <laughs> they didn't bother to replace the ceiling tiles so they just put like fucking metallica flags over it or something yeah um needless to say i love 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 this place i remember when you and i were there a number of years ago we were there on ladies night oh yeah uh where those uh oh gosh what's a what's a not insensitive way to say hags um
0: goth queens (laughs) goth queens uh, we're all over you for some reason. They, they were um, convinced that I was like um, a, a, a pal around um, homosexual type.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, I think they wanted to like take me shopping or something. I'm not quite sure.
1: <laughs> uh, ladies Night at the Wisco. Can't recommend it uh, highly enough. Five out of five. We'll see you all there. I don't even know what day of the week it is. But.
0: Surprisingly good food there. I mean, I don't know if it's Amazing like... Amazing food. ...a different, like, expectation where you walk and you're like, the food here is going to kill you. But then they make you a burger and it's actually, like, quite good. Right. And the the grill has never been cleaned. Never. It doesn't appear... And, yeah, no, it doesn't. And the food but
1: is better for it.
0: Yeah, I think so. The food is tremendous. It's uh, like the, the cast iron pan that you never wash. Like yes. Like, all, all the past flavors are infused into each item. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's out. It is outstanding. I, I would argue that it is,
1: uh, the best burger or at the very least a top three burger in the city of Madison. Uh, so if you get the opportunity to go to the Wisco, get a burger, um, and try not to let concerns about staph infections or anything (laughs) like that, keep you, keep you from fulfilling your destiny Uh, And get some uh, jello shots while you're at it because they always have jello shots. They always have jello
0: shots. (laughs) The the lines aren't clean, but neither is the metal, so give it a chance. All right, so um, I guess that'll bring us into our next segment uh, beer news. Um, And I'm pretty excited about um, this uh, upcoming party um, that uh, I was lucky enough to go to the first anniversary party. Um, of Octopi Brewing, um, back when Third Sign was still a thing. We did the, like, little explanation maybe, like, five episodes ago about what went went on. Um, Yeah, what went south with them. Yeah, Third Sign, Octopi's baby is dead, um, but they are going to be revamping, um, their, like, in-house brand. They still do contract work, but, um, so at this, um, second anniversary party, I believe it's also going to be the release party, there's going to be a whole bunch of um, collaboration brews. I think they're getting together with um, Untitled Art for a special beer, um, Funk Factory guzeria for a special beer, and then they're going to release at least um, one of their new Octopi brand brewing beers. And then uh, I know they have a bunch of they have a small barrel program. And generally, this is when um, Octopi will release their barrel edition beers, which are usually um, at least interesting. If not, a couple of them have been legitimately great. Um, At least some of them are like the kind of thing where you're like, oh, I'm glad I tried that the once. But um, I'm also glad that I didn't buy a six pack of it. Uh, But anyway, this is going to be this October the 28th from 2 to 10. Um, I remember last year it went uh, a little bit later than that. They get bands, food carts, a DJ fills in when the bands aren't playing, Um, 10% of it, or 10% of the um, ticket sales um, go to Clean Wisconsin, protecting and preserving Wisconsin's clear water, clean air, and natural heritage. And I just remembered from last year, I was excited when I saw the announcement on Facebook and Twitter this year, um, because I wasn't sure if they were going to do it, you know, if they don't have an in-house brand ready, maybe they'll delay it or not do it at all. But I saw the ad and I was like, oh wow, that party last year, it legitimately was the best, um, pay as you go beer event I've ever been to. So now that really? does, that does exclude, you know, like I say pay as you go because, you know, like you got the great taste here, um, which is good for, for some reasons. And then I think Quivies is a good example of a smaller, similar event where you pay once, you know, and you drink all you want. Um. Mm-hmm. This, I believe, if it's the same as last year, it's like $10 to get in, and that gets you access and one free beer. Um, but the access is key because, you know, like, there's, um, really good food. I know that they're playing around with a new, like, self-owned food truck, which was finally approved. And then they also get, like, um, like the empanada guy and the Cajun cart. Um, sorry, I can't remember the exact names, but I think people who are local will know, like, those are some damn good food carts. Um, yeah. Well, the empanada guy is just yeah baller
1: is on okay. it. There's there's two great empanada places in mm-hmm. town. Yeah, in you can't the go cart, The cart is one of them.
0: Yeah, um, and, I think the uh, other place might be the restaurant that the cart is
1: associated with. If, oh, I, if it I'm is? remembering I, correctly, that's probably right. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, ton of special release. Um. It's usually pretty cheap. Um. I don't even think they upcharged last time, so it was kind of like I didn't even buy. Any regular third sign stuff, because it was still $5 um, for the same amount of, I think, Osiris was what was released in Afterlife. Um oh, And then sure. the bourbon barrel-aged versions, or bourbon, I think they had a bourbon barrel-aged version of both of those beers, and then, like, a um, white wine barrel version of a couple other third sign beers, so I tried all of those, I tried... Um, a couple of guest beers, which were fantastic and, um, listen to some good bands. Um, they do a good mm-hmm. job with this. It, it blows me away that they don't do stuff like this more cause they have such a good space for it. Like they, yeah,
1: they really do out yeah. there. It's tremendous out in the business park up in uh, the world's only wanaki Yeah. Um, the, uh, the way I went to the grand opening with you two years ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, which was also a lot of fun. Um, I think this year, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm going to have to check my schedule because of their affiliation with uh, the Funk Factory, mm-hmm. uh, because of their un- possibly unveiling one of a, a, a new a new house beer, mm-hmm. and anything to do with untitled art. Um, oh, yeah. If they're going to have any untitled art going. Uh, which, by the way, I got a new one, oh, uh, yeah? which is very similar to the Creamsicle. Okay, what's that called? Uh it's just uh, the it's a milkshake IPA.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: I had that so it's, um, about it's a week ago. It's just like vanilla, basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, um, it reminded me kind of like up front, like a lot of these juicy IPAs where it's very citrusy and mm-hmm. mellow. Um, but on the back end, um, th- there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, like strawberry milkshake kind of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, um, I,
1: I got to believe that it's very very similar to creamsicle yeah um that it's like one of the it could be like them doing that thing that i know isaac loves to do which is you know flavors essentially of the same beer yep yeah which that is not a, which is not an appropriate way to uh encapsulate what he does because the two beers could be very very different
0: yeah uh, um, but
1: he likes to have a twist
0: yeah and i, I think that the guys at untitled art um design for the most part and i think actually isaac and the guys there are more of like the rain please rain it in a little bit um the (laughs) untitled art folks are the ones who suggested like something ridiculous like twenty thousand dollars worth of fruit going into florida (laughs) vice and you know like the the guys are like you know that's a lot of extra fermentable sugar it's a lot of money and it's not going to make it taste any better um there's like a limit you know like with with anything you know or plateaus. Um, yeah. You know, like if you're making an ice cream sundae and you're putting strawberries on it, there's a point where uh, if you have two times the amount of strawberries to ice cream, you're just eating a bowl of strawberries with some cream in it. Yes. Um, which is kind of where they're headed to. And one, one thing that bothers me with a lot of Untitled Art stuff is they put a lot of lactic in it because they also put a ton of hops in. Like they spend a lot of money on this. I think that's why... Um, they justify the prices, you know, between 12 and $16 for a four- or a six-pack. Um, yeah. But Creamsicle and this new... Uh, milkshake. Oh, Milkshake. Both Creamsicle and Milkshake, I think, these are beers where I feel like there might still be that lactic in there, but it's pretty easy to breeze by. It's not like some of the stouts that came out, like Hazelnut, um, which was just like super lactic sweetness. Mm-hmm. um going on in the background but those two beers um and then the hazy series which i don't think is any lactic, if 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 a little bit are all very well balanced and really drinkable great beers. Yes, yes. Um, I haven't had
1: hazy in a while actually. I, I'm assuming that it was just like a temporary run.
0: I think they did two runs and that there um there might be some bottles floating around but it that was a popular one i think it sold out pretty quickly. That was at like yeah. the height of the juicy IPA craze. So, sure. Yeah. Um, which is kind of tuning down now. You still see a few new ones here and there, you know, like droids attack, I think is supposed, isn't that supposed to be a kind of a juicier IPA?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it was, and I still got that bottle that I want to split with you. Oh yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. We couldn't meet up this uh, week.
1: Yeah. It's uh, they, they go really heavy on the blood orange in it. And I think in a way that, in a way that's extremely positive.
0: Oh, that's good though. Um, I love blood orange IPAs. Um, I think, uh, the, is it, uh, 21st Amendment and out in California um, does a Blood Orange IPA that's pretty phenomenal. Um, but yeah, we're getting off track here. Um, what are we talking about? Save the date, October 28th. Uh, it's a Saturday, um, so you got all day to kind of mosey on in. Um, from what I remember last year, you might want to get there maybe like uh, 15, 20 minutes beforehand because um, it's all an industrial park and you might have to end up uh, parking quite a a ways away from the place. Um, Yeah, the parking sitch, if they're doing a big thing, can be a little touch-and-go. It's very similar to uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company. Wisconsin Brewing Company is another one of these um, breweries in the Madison area that has a great location for parties like this. Um, I think because they can sprawl out so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like... uh, octopi um plenty of room you can do lots of stuff all at once um one thing that i forgot about is um both um uh octopi and wbc and verona are are children and pet friendly like these parties like there's a bounce house and um games for the kids to play they kind of like cordon it off and they have um staff that are are mindful and don't (laughs) get drunk they have staff that get drunk but then they also have staff that they pay to to look out so it's a, it's a family-friendly environment, um, both at Octopi and WVC events, which I can also plug, um, are fantastic to bring your kids to. Yeah, so that is uh, news for uh, Madison Area Beer. Um, mark your calendars. It's, it was great last year, and as Greg said, the, um, the opening party, even though they were just getting rolling, was a really fun time.
1: So let's, uh, should we get rolling into the review here?
0: Yeah, let's uh, take a little break, see-poo, and uh, roll on into the beer review. I <laughs> yeah.
2: think I'll pack it in, buy a liquor. take it down to L.A., find a place to call my own Saw the brand new day. The woman I'm thinking of, she
0: loves me all up. But
2: I'm so down today. She's so fine, she's in my mind. I hear her call. He tries to speak and can't begin to say She's got pictures on the wall
0: To, i guess we just straight up told you before this week we are um, going to be reviewing surly brewing company's surly fest um i don't have the info on the actual surly fest which is a festival um october fi- Oktoberfest style festival um down at uh, surly brewing company which i imagine is a blast um and this would be a great beer to drink at a festival Th- we'll get into the review in a little bit here um so, uh, Greg, let's, I, I want to hear your initial impressions of this guy um, before okay. I get rolling. Let's do that one.
1: Okay, let's see how it pours here. Well, oh, it's dark. It's a dark, rich Meritzen style. Mm-hmm. Like very, like, coppery amber. Smelling it here. Oh, okay. I like that, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I like it. Mm. Yeah, that's easy drinking. Yep, that's an immediate thumbs up. I like that.
0: Yeah, so I, I was kind of in the same uh, vein of thought. Uh, it pours a, a, a nice light copper um, to you know. Uh, it has darker um, low lights, but right at, along the edges, you can I would call it a copper uh, with a off white. Pretty decent head that boils down, you know, within a few minutes to, uh, lacing. Um, very nice. So the, uh, 100% they get all the points for appearance. Um, the smell, uh, which, you know, like Greg said, so the, the thing about this beer is it's not going to do well in, our uh, in my review system where I'm going to hold it to, um, what an Oktoberfest or, or Meritzen, I guess those are two separate, uh, um, categories. But what an Oktoberfest beer should be, this might actually play a little bit better in the Meritzen area. So, like, um, an Oktoberfest beer should be a smooth, clean lager, uh, moderate to strong malt character, and a light, noble hop character. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said before, a palate impression that encourages drinking, which this beer does. Um, the first two bits, I'm not sure if it does um, those things. So, my problem with this beer is there's a distinct rye character, which I do think adds to the overall impression. You could include that in the malt bill. Um, yeah. Well,
1: and they, and they really talk about it. Yeah. They
0: talk about the fact that, uh, yeah, we use rye. Yeah. And we want rye to
1: stand out. Yeah. And they Which go you, right into it. Sometimes you wonder, you do wonder sometimes where you're like, uh, they produce something and they're like, oh, we made a, we made a, uh, you know, Oktoberfest style beer. And then somebody tastes it and he's like, wow, there's a lot of rye flavor in this. <laughs> and they go, ah. Oh. We, we meant to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like, that's
0: what I wanted to do. Yeah, it was I'm, just, I'm glad you noticed that because
1: that was totally intentional.
0: Yeah. That's like, um, I was just watching, uh, what about that MasterChef show with Ramsey, um, mm-hmm. yesterday, and there is a contestant, they're down to like the last four people, and he like just like blanket seared uh, a piece of salmon, um, almost like, uh, Bill in Gangs of New York when he cooks that ham steak. Yeah, you know, just lets it kiss the grill once and then twice, and just starts digging into it. He did that to a <laughs> to a piece of salmon, and not like sashimi grade salmon, just like some salmon, and fed it to Ramsey, and he was like, "This is fucking raw. It's cold on the inside. What are you thinking?" And he was like, "I meant to do that. That's what I meant to do. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you meant to do. It sucks." Um, but yeah, no, and like they. They plainly advertise on the can, you know, like, non-traditional um, Octoberfest style. And I'll admit now that this might play better. Um, you know, there isn't a great category for it to fit into, but it is a great beer. Um, mm-hmm. I Even so, I'm going to um, rate it like a fest beer, because it's called Surly Fest. There's a this Surly, the angry Surly guy is wearing one of those fucking hats. That you wear to yeah. an Oktoberfest shirt, and they're all holding steins. Um, yeah, so, I am. I am not drinking out of a stein. I did think about grabbing a stein, but um, I, I drank it for the <sighs> first time out of a stein. Um, I, these beers, it doesn't matter. A you know, goblet. Um, I don't yeah. think I'd drink it out of a, a schnifter or a wine glass. Just it wouldn't help. Pretty much any glass would would do. Um, they do dry hop this quite a bit, um, which I enjoy, but it's not going to help with the score. Um, So if you want to get that nose, you can put it into um, a tulip. Uh, It is a nice nose, and it's nice to have a beer that has both a strong malt backbone, lager character, and nice dry hop character. Um, You don't see that a lot. Well, um. and the, the the dry hopping. I'm always
1: fascinated by dry hopping because, uh, yeah, it provides a flavor, but more more than a flavor, I think it provides a sensation. Mm-hmm. It does. of like uh, this is not going to come out right, but like eating a flower,
0: you know, you get the pollen. Yeah, yeah. You get there, the there's an experience that comes along with it, right. So let's, let's, let's move on from there and then review. The aroma is where things start to fall apart. Um, because I would say this has a distinct and strong noble and American hop character. Um, there's a lot of floral grass and there's also a lot of, um, I mean, not a lot, but a moderate amount of pine. Um, stuff you would associate with an American pale. Um, pine and maybe even a little bit of orange or lemon rind. Um, it's all really nice, but it's just not Oktoberfesty. y um, mm-hmm. And then when you get into the taste and body, there's a distinct, strong rye character. The malt character is nice and the body is spot on, um, but the rye really changes it into something else. So I couldn't give it full points for taste. Um, and then overall impression, it's kind of the same story. Um, it's nice, but it's not... Uh, October, it's not festy. It's not a fest beer. Um, and then when you move into um, uh, mouthfeel, it does get all the points. Um, I don't know if it's a balance issue um, with the malt bill. Generally speaking, all fest beers have, like, the same malt bill. The differences in flavor come from the maltster, not really from recipe. Um, so maybe they played around with the recipe a little bit to make it more October festy, or they just lucked into uh, a nice grain bill as far as the overall body of the beer goes. But yeah, uh, I mean, it's a neat beer. It's maybe closer to a Mertzen or even like, um, this isn't a, a, a thing, but an American pale lager uh, or I, I guess, what, what would you call it? Like IPLs, you see those oca- occasionally like and Google's and Sam Adams make
1: yeah, an I India don't. pale lager. I'm still not sold on any of the IPL format.
0: Yeah. Um, I think this is as close as you might get.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I suppose. I mean, there there isn't enough hop no. character to give you the, the IP designation, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so what this beer does do for me is um, it has a delightful lager character, um, which makes it as drinkable or more drinkable than a lot of fest beers out there. Um, If I was going to pick a beer to walk around all day and drink at a festival with, and I had this or, you know, one of the many uh, signature beers that the BJCP lines out, like Polliner stuff like that, I might go with this. Um, It's a little bit more crisp. And then that has to do, I think, with it being more balanced to the um, hop side. So in like pure numbers, like when I go through and I make my little um list this is a uh, 36 um really yeah so not great um you know uh just it's it's a well made beer it just doesn't fit into the category and it wouldn't be okay. fair to hold it up against other um october fest beers
1: within right. within this right.
0: category um, sure You'd still put notes if this were a homebrewer submitting to a BGCP contest. You'd be like, "This is a great beer." Um, I just don't feel like now is the time to redefine the style and give you a medal. Um, yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. I could see that. I so, could see that. So that's just. Um, so that's one of the weird things that um, I think might have happened once before on the show, but it might happen uh, more often where they're pushing a style, and I don't think it fits the style. So for me. You're going to hear a low score, but probably from Greg and our discussion after this, it's probably much better um, than the score would reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right,
1: so, so that's my yeah, review. I, I uh, I'm, I'm the the people, uh, the breweries, I should say, that are producing Oktoberfest now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, every every brewery, every major brewery, comes out with an Oktoberfest. Yeah, I don't think that there is enough need. For everyone to try their hand at it. No. Um, last night, for instance, uh, I was drinking at a at a bar, and they had old style Oktoberfest. Oh boy! How was that? I posted this. I posted this to our uh, uh, Twitter feed. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, it's so they're they're actually so they uh, try to capitalize on the fact that they uh, are brewed in lacrosse. Uh, Old Style is now brewed in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And La Crosse, Wisconsin is home to one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, Oktoberfest celebration in the United States. Mm -hmm. That is a fun Uh, pay-as-you-go
0: party as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so La Crosse, I'm pretty sure we've talked about my love for the city Mm -hmm. uh, before I'm actually heading out there in a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, Maybe about a month. But to, to just go and like, Drink it in, like really have some fun in that town, because it's a great town. Um, and I've been to Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is like too much for me in lacrosse. It's uh the last time I was there for Oktoberfest, I marched in the parade, which no one was clear with me, but it was like uh Mao's long walk. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> there it was so fucking long. And I didn't realize this at the time. And you leave late morning and you think, oh, you know, we're going to do a quick uh, loop around the downtown, head back here, have some drinks, have some fun. And, you know, cut to three and a half hours later, we're finishing up. And it's always the hottest day of the fall. And the sun was blazing down on us. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready. I didn't realize what it was. So I I just uh that's Oktoberfest in LaCrosse for me. That's my experience with it. It's just too much. It's too much. But that said, um the Oktoberfest that Old Style produces, which they even have like a map of the uh LaCrosse Oktoberfest on the can, like it's they're trying very closely to associate with that uh, event. It is gross it is yeah. not a good beer yeah um no. which i should have known i should have known but i i like old style and i wanted to give it a shot and it was uh, detestable i did not care for <laughs> it whatsoever it, to the point where i was like the only upside of this is it is making me stop drinking at this point yeah um cuz i am kind of tired and not feeling great And if I had ordered a beer that I liked, I would have kept drinking, Uh, but instead I ordered a beer that I did not care for. Uh, So that was the upside to that one. But uh, yeah, Heilman's missed the mark on Old Style's Oktoberfest. That's Uh, not good. Like a burnt, burnt amber color, like just uh, the the flavor of it was gross. I hated it. So uh, don't get that. Do do get, however, uh Surly because yeah, okay. I like Surly this Fest. beer.
0: Yeah, it's a good beer. Um I'm sorry I had to give it I you know, like we gotta I gotta play fair a little bit. I know I might have last week, you know, we did a yeah. uh kind of a, a multi year um double IPA. Mm-hmm. Um and um I I didn't get any quite I was expecting to maybe get a question about um, you know, like double IPAs are supposed to be dry and um uh uh not light bodied, but you know, kind of a moderate body, which I think that beer was, and I think I might have um uh elaborated a little bit too much on how much I like the the body, but you know, there there is a little bit of leeway um with with a style like that. Um and I don't think it was cloyingly um thick or finished, um not dry. And I think it had a nice finish. Um mm-hmm. but I think in the case of this beer, it's too far off, you know, um, from where it should be. It's almost like a uh, a chef's reconstruction. Like, I'm going to make a reconstructed duck confit or whatever. And there's mm-hmm. there's going to be no duck in it. Or when people are like, oh, but if it's, if it's well done, you can go, oh, neat. Nice trick, dude. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I think that's kind of where this beer is at with me. Um, I have a good... Uh, my my uh, uh, speaking of um, old styles uh, take on Oktoberfest. Um, my story coming from the other side of um, the parade. Um, were you there the year um, that I got into the tea parties like group who were waiting? No,
1: I, I, I was not there.
0: You were not there. Um, who was? <laughs> what was the name of that politician that stole a bunch of money from that minor le- uh, minor league baseball team? <laughs> Uh in the words of george w bush uh dame campananke <laughs> camp kanke camp, 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 camp. <laughs> yeah mr Kapanke um yes uh was marching in that particular parade, and I had no idea who he was, and um our friend, our mutual friend and friend of the show, Mike, gave me a very brief rundown he's a um tea party type running um for a seat, I can't remember if it was the rep- representative of the Senate. State um, Senate. State Senate in, um, in lacrosse. And he embezzled a bunch of money from a minor league baseball team. And that's pretty much an- all every- anybody knows about him. <laughs> and, uh, and then they're like, oh, here he, here he comes. And we were just kind of walking around. And I like shouldered through the crowd. I was, um, at least two sheets to the wind at this point. And got to the front, and then looked down and realized I was like in a group of Tea Partiers who were like, I don't know, there to shake his hand, particularly like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, so I'm like, oh, all right. so I, I'm among friends right now, right? And I I belly up to the banner that they held. I don't, it said something about like Tea Party for P- Kapanki or something like that. And um, he started shaking everybody's hand. And then when he got to me, finally, I just go, <gasps> Embezzler! <laughs> and he just smiled and went to the next <laughs> next, <laughs> ne- next person. <laughs> and then I, I, I drifted into the crowd and got back out. And everyone was like, was that you? <laughs> um. But yeah, but I I kind of felt for him. Everybody in that um, entourage was very sweaty, and it wasn't even that hot the year that I went. It's a long march.
1: Yes, it's gross, and I don't care for it. The one thing that I I will say is that I I marched with – near some other politicians, and the uh, member of the U.S. House of Representatives uh, in the district where La Crosse is located, a man by the name of Ron Kind, uh, was marching, and that guy – just has a second motor or something. Because he was working the crowd the entire time. Oh, that's rough. And he didn't look tired at all near the end of it. He looked like he could have done it all over again. And you look at somebody like that and you go, I guess maybe you're supposed to be in politics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, I, as I recall, he also was like the quarterback for the Harvard football team or something <laughs> like that. So he's uh, he's got some things going in his favor. But I was drenched and miserable so maybe maybe politics is not in my future all right
0: okay uh, let's get back to this the surly beer uh, yeah I got some questions if surly fest <clears throat> were an arousing movie that has zero sex in it which movie would it be hmm a sexy movie with no sex with no sex no not even implied like none of this 90s sitcom where they wake up next to each other. Oh I mean, sure. We, we both sure. know what this means. Um I am going to say that
1: because it is like such an off uh off-branded Oktoberfest style beer, mm-hmm. uh there's a series I think it might be for funny or die where they do sexless porn <laughs> where they have they have porn stars and actors and they have all of the entendres that are present in pornography, uh, but they they are st- like just straight. They don't they don't engage in the sex. It's not like they skip over it. It's like they just never get to the sex. Where like a, a cable and,
0: guy comes, uh, right, and the, the the busty female is waiting to let him in and then he installs her cable and then tries to plug, you know, like, oh, if you um sign a 2-year contract and also upgrade to one of our sports packages, we'll take $40 off a month. And then she's right. like, "Uh, that sounds like something my husband would like, but no, thank you." And then he leaves. Yes.
1: And then they leave. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it is uh and that's what this beer is to me because of its like awkward uh the way it awkwardly fits into the category. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they're very self-aware of that, and that the sexless porn is—I mean, of course, it's supposed to be a joke because it's for funny or die, if yeah. I'm if I'm recalling correctly, or college humor or something like that. But it—that's uh, what they're doing. They're they're winking at it, but they're they recognize that they're not doing the, the same thing. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. And nowhere am I am I am I going to say you know like oh these guys are trying to hoodwink us and they're they're giving us like a. Mm-hmm. Uh, rye lager with like uh a lighter American ale um amount of dry hopping and passing it as an Oktoberfest, they say yeah. right on the can, like this isn't a traditional Oktoberfest lager, so uh, but yeah no I like that answer. That's um that's that's good. Um if Surly Fest were an advantage, I guess, or an a disadvantage that uh flip phones have over smartphones, what would it be? <laughs> So uh, if you see someone today with a flip phone,
1: right? Yeah. Uh they fall into one of two categories. Uh can you tell me uh the more obvious category?
0: Uh poor people.
1: Yeah. Uh poor people, <laughs> elderly people. Yeah. Uh people who uh either don't want it or can't have it. Yes. Style like they 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 uh, the the smartphone would be too much for them either financially or, or just, uh, from a technology perspective. Yeah, it's willing too much to learn. Right. The other group of people are uh, the uh, ironic, doing it intentionally because people think it's weird. Kind of, um, you know. I it's it's almost like the modern version of steampunk yeah. at this point, <laughs> where they're like. Ha ha ha! Isn't it isn't it interesting that I have a flipular telephone? Yeah. That <laughs> do you remember
0: these? Yeah. <laughs> Check out my razor version three. <laughs> you remember how cool the fucking yeah. razors were? Yeah, I everybody remember. Everybody wanted a razor. Our roommate Prashant Kumar was the first person to get a very a very slim phone, where everybody else had like the candy bar that mm-hmm. could make calls and play Snake. The mm-hmm. end. And he was like, "Oh, check it out! It takes pictures." And it was like two hundred by one hundred and eighty pixels. Like, every, <laughs> like everything looked like a blurred security camera. But we were like, "Wow! You could—you don't even have to read someone's name. You can just like the picture comes up."
1: <laughs> I, I remember my first flip phone was uh, a U.S. cellular phone, and its biggest feature was that the backlighting of the of the screen could be. Uh, any color of the rainbow <laughs> could be blue or red or orange. <laughs> and that was it. That was its big feature. Uh, or it could rotate. Wow. I can have all the colors. Yeah. Um, but that was, uh, and then you had to learn T9, which <laughs> you, what, is there ever something that so many people learned and then unlearned so quickly? Yes t9 texting mm-hmm. uh, I I have one I have a phone from work right now that is a uh, uh, it is a flip phone uh, and it is at9 uh, uh, adapted phone and I cannot send a text to save my life on that thing <laughs> uh, it is but I used to be so good. I used to be so good at sending texts.
0: Yeah, what's the? Is it Z? I can't remember what. There's one of the letters you have to press the button four times. It it's probably Z. Z or maybe like L, like L M N O or something like that was all on one key, and you're like, oh god damn it, four L's or whatever. Fuck you, (laughs) we're not friends anymore.
1: But uh yeah so that's I think that this beer falls into the hipster camp mm-hmm. that it is uh both an advantage and possibly a disadvantage yeah. that they uh they are the 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 ironic flip phone of the fest beers.
0: Yeah. My um the one thing that bothers me about current phones that didn't bother me about uh flip phones was there was no finality there is no finality or satisfaction hanging up on somebody like if you're in a (laughs) difficult phone call with someone or a telemarketer calls you and they're like hey this is uh john from the irs and you owe us a bunch of money and we need some information from you and then with a smartphone you pull it away from your face and then you look (laughs) down and wait for the screen to pop back up and then there's the red button and you slide it over
1: yeah, exactly. The the swipe yeah. is not as satisfying as, as the, the... crunch the phone <laughs> in half. <laughs> and that's the, the other thing is like taking apart or smashing a phone, it used to be so cool. I'd never got to do it, but in the movies, you know, whenever they're like, Give me your phones, <laughs> like we're going off the grid, and then they like tear the flip phones in half. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> And you can't do that with a smartphone. You can let you throw them on the ground and you stomp on them. That's as advanced as the smashing of the smartphone gets yeah. in uh, um, television or in film. Um, but I, I really liked the idea of tearing a phone in half, uh, which you, I mean, you can't do. You can't do it with, with my phone. Yeah. Nor, nor will I, but <laughs> I'd like to know that I could if I wanted to.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, if Surly Fest. Were a Halloween candy that you'd rather not get. Uh-huh. Which candy would it be? There's a, no- a myriad of these, and like, there's different strokes for different people. But I'm talking. You, I mean, you don't have to do these, but I'm talking about like those like black and orange uh, twisty caramels or whatever they were. Uh oh, sure. Candy canes, where the lady is super yeah. weird, and she turns it upside down, and she's like, "J is for Jesus, may help you on this night," and like shoves <laughs> it into your chest and closes the door, shit like <laughs> that. Pencils. Um,
1: I'm gonna say, uh, Bido honey. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I never understood who manufactured it. I never met a human being who actually liked them. And yet, you would always end up with, like, one. Yeah. Every Halloween, one bit of honey. And uh, that's – it was an experience that where, like, you'd get it and you're like, I'm not even going to try and, like, revisit this. Some candy, you'd be like, I'll try it again this year. You know, like uh, candy corn.
0: Yep, Every (laughs) Every year, year
1: you were like, yeah, I'll do it again. Yep. (laughs) What does this taste like? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Gross. The rest of this is going
0: right in the garbage.
1: Uh and so this one's a little bit complicated to to loop it back to the Surly fest because the the setup for the question is it's candy that you don't want it has to be candy you it don't want it has to be so this isn't uh, meant
0: to be insulting but it has got to be right. something that you'd be like
1: oh no I'd rather not right but i think that that's so i think bit o honey was so unique uh in that I, was there any other honey branded candy
0: no um, I did no. have one weird neighbor that would give you those like sticks of honey that you get at the farmers market. That's baller, yeah. first of all.
1: Well, that's it, a baller move. Those things are so
0: expensive. I know. Yeah, and I'm, <laughs> you're spending like a buck a person. I think I think that's why my parents might have thrown them in the garbage because they're like, that's really suspicious. Garbage time. <laughs> a
1: tube of homemade t- goo. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, I always tried to – there was the one house in every neighborhood that gave away full-sized candy bars or even better, king-sized candy bars. For sure. Uh, and I remember knowing what that house was growing up and, you know, you would always just gun straight for it. Um, you got to get there I, before I, they run out. Yeah, exactly. And I know last year we uh, – my wife was super excited to get trick-or-treaters. Uh, and, but we don't have sidewalks in our neighborhood. Oh, that's a bummer. So we just don't get that many. And she was so disappointed. Uh, and then I just ended up having to eat all the candy. (laughs) So I wasn't really complaining. I was all right with it.
0: Yeah. It's the same in our neighborhood too. And like, I think there's like an organized thing that goes on and it's so weird. When we lived in, uh, uh, Milwaukee, like Milwaukee proper, we were in Mm. like the old union, um neighborhood where it was all i mean in the past it was all cops firemen politicians etc and like people would bust their kids in like i'd see like wood paneled vans just pulling up to the edge of our neighborhood (laughs) and the sliding door would open and like eight kids would pile out like go 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 and (laughs) people would do bonfires in their front yard Um, Yeah, it was crazy. And then it was
1: it was a unique neighborhood, too. I mean, they were relatively small houses. So you
0: didn't have to walk far between them. Yeah, you could hit like, you know, a whole block in like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that was like 16 houses. (laughs) Um, But yeah, here it's a little different. It's not as people aren't aren't as excited, I guess, to let their kids wander the streets at night. (laughs) Compared to Milwaukee. Right, generally right. known to be like for its size, like one of the worst cities for crime. Um. But yeah, all right, uh, let's let's move along here. Um. Google is um, going to start uh, muting or not playing at all any autoplay videos. You know what I'm talking about when you're like scrolling through Facebook or scrolling. Um, Just through a browser window, and there's like videos that just automatically start playing. Yeah. Um, Google is super,
1: super jarring, yeah. invasive. Like, I, I view that as criminal.
0: It is, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the sham wow guy just like pops onto your screen. Hey! Because,
1: <laughs> you, you know, you'll be sitting in bed, you know. Like my my wife will be sleeping and I'll be like ah, I'm not tired. I'm gonna scroll through some uh, some Twitter feed or something like that. Yeah. And it's just all of a sudden it's up and I I realize that I haven't disabled the volume on my phone. So
0: yeah, yeah. no, I know the thing. Yeah, and then Billy Mack is like, "Remember me back in the grave." <laughs> Look how much water this thing can hold. Anyway, so Google is, um, through uh, the, their rules, all these Google-supported websites are either going to eliminate those videos, like just freeze them, or mm-hmm. automatically mute them. So, if if Surly Fest were the ability to do this in real life, what kind of situation would it be? Like, if you could walk into a situation that you just wanted automatically frozen or muted, what would it be? That's a great question.
1: Um, if so, <laughs> this is hard. Uh, I will. So today, I was in a situation where uh, I was in the gym, um, and I, I really mind my own business at the gym. There are people that go to the gym to like try and make friends, oh. which I've never related to, no. and I don't understand it. And at the gym today, there were multiple multiple naked old men trying to talk to me (laughs) and it was like a it was like a flash mob of naked old men trying to be my friend and i was i i was not having it i didn't want it it was really uncomfortable for me i'm not worried about like the the human form or anything but it was there were several of them today for some reason and (laughs) I was. It was the morning we had. We had just woken up. I had. I had only had like a protein drink for breakfast, so I was crabby.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: and all these swinging dongs are coming <laughs> over to me and trying to be buddy buddy, and I didn't like it. And uh, I would. I would very much value the ability to be like mute, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> like so, that would be my response. I think.
0: Yeah. The only thing that came up in my mind with this was uh, public transport um beyond uh arranging using communication to arrange like where am i going to sit where are you going to sit any any communication beyond that i wish i could just like like pixelate them and then and then turn them off <clears throat> you know um sometimes having headphones in and carrying a book around doesn't work um yeah, yeah. i imagine uh, women
1: would like this function yes. especially on public transport yeah um like the- i i don't know what is confusing to you about the fact that I'm not making eye contact with you and I have he- headfo- headphones on. I clearly don't want to have a conversation with you. Yeah.
0: I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before, but uh, me and my wife a long time ago worked in athletic catering. We'd cater the football games um, at Camp Randall. And we get on the bus at, you know, God awful in the morning every, every Saturday and head down to Camp Randall. And it was like us – and one other younger woman, and we're going from, you know, like, uh, out at Hildale um, down into town. And we're going past, I think it's um, the old location of Lucky's Bar or something, mm-hmm. someplace like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a stop there. And this dude gets on, um, and he's wearing, like, a green trench coat and athletic shorts and uh, nothing else. Um, bare chest. And he smells like he had been dipped in piss (laughs) like a greek god held him by the ankle and just like dipped him (laughs) in a vat of piss and i can smell him like when he gets on and like we're hit we're sitting up front you know like the neck we're next stop we're in the handicapped seats um uh minding our own business and this young woman is in the uh front front center like the third seat that sticks out into the um hallway that can can that can be flipped down um, and this guy gets up and goes by us down two seats and sits exactly next to her on an otherwise empty bus. And she is, she, uh, God bless her. She was immediately like, uh, 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 and she gets up and she goes all the way to the back of the bus, like all the way back and then sits down and then twice more goes, uh, 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 it was amazing. Oh it really and i think that was a, a that really brightened up my day cuz that was a shitty job um <laughs> the so the other
1: the other situation that i can think of where i would want the the mute function or to be able to just like censor someone in public uh i was i was driving uh this week driving home it had been a rough day like some crazy shit had gone down at work uh-huh. and i was tired <laughs> and i was heading home I was trying to maintain a cheery disposition, and I'm at the last major intersection before I get onto my street, and I pull up behind a pickup truck that has a giant, like a yard-long, uh, big-time uh, bumper sticker, one of those decal bumper stickers mm-hmm. that's in the, in the shape of the United States, except the United States is made up of words. Cool. The words are... Fuck off. We're full. (laughs) And in the sliding back window of this pickup truck hangs an AR-15. Great. And I was just like, this person is miserable. This is a miserable person who is going out into the universe and going, I'm going to find multiple ways to make other people's lives miserable today. How can I begin? All right, I'm going to drive a giant fucking pickup truck, uh, which is always a little bit of a power move unless you actively
0: work in construction. I've always said that, yeah. Unless you yeah. need it, you're just kind of yeah. throwing money down the drain. Uh, secondly, I am
1: going to have – and this was, like, really riveted up, like this was a fancy dancy pick-em-up truck. Mm-hmm. Um Secondly, I'm going to put a, a fucking decal on it that, in addition to containing profanity, is just very, uh, charged. Yeah. He's very charged and could, could anger, could make people fearful, sad, all these things. Uh, I, I find it very doubtful that he applied that emblem thinking, I'm going to make somebody happy with this emblem. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, I am going to, uh, publicly, you know he, i i refuse to believe that he needed extra airflow through the cab yeah. and that's why he had the the sliding windows open he publicly displays his uh, uh 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 weapon his automatic firearm uh in the back window uh in madison wisconsin and i would love to be able to censor that guy
2: mm-hmm.
1: if i could if i could just get if i could have told him like uh uh-uh, uh no <laughs> no that's enough be like, what? What happened to you that you feel the need to to put this out into the universe, Bucko? Yeah. My last thought was just like, I bet he's terrific at parties. Yeah, I bet people really love talking to a him. Real laugh riot. <laughs> yeah. So that was I. That was a piece of shit. And if I and if this this beer is good enough that if I ran into that guy again, uh, I would say that this beer represents my ability to just go. I. I you must feel like a tiny, tiny man. Yeah. You must, you must feel so vulnerable at all times to have to act like this, and that's what this beer represents to me because it's good. It is, and I like it.
0: All right, Um, so uh, we're just about out of time. Um, So let's uh, do our thanks. Thank you very much to uh, the Whiskey Farm and the Cork and Bottle String Band um for uh, helping us out with our intro and outro as always um you can find them at thewhiskeyfarm.com and bignew.com respectively um also thank you to our uh, new supporter um who uh, they've recently changed their name from gin fiddle to still hill you can find them at stillhill.band http://www.stillhill.band um and check out their uh new um songs that they've put out they have an album pending an lp that'll be available for sale later on um really good music um they've done some great performances um out in new hampshire and vermont and there's plenty of photos and video about the band um we'll try to get them on um it'll probably have been the break music from previous is um a still hill original other than that i don't have much for you
1: yeah, I actually, I do, uh, I have a uh, band to promote as well. Sure. Coming up on uh, Thursday, September 28th, and then, oh, I just lost the page. Let's see here, Thursday, September 28th. And Thursday, October 26th, there uh, is a band known as the Oak Street Ramblers. The Oak Street Ramblers. And they are playing gigs at the Harmony Bar on September 28th and October 26th. And they are right up our alley. Uh, A friend of mine is uh, the bass player in that band. Uh, Great band if you want to check it out. If you want an excuse to go to the Harmony Bar, which who doesn't? Harmony Bar is great. Great bar. Uh, Check it out. And uh, yeah, so the Oak Street Ramblers uh, at the Harmony.
0: Great. Thank you very much for that, Greg. Should I bring Queen Victoria back on for the outro, or do we just want to call it like fun? (laughs) That's just asking the question is
1: like fun. (laughs) Like, should I do something that could be fun? (laughs) Let's just talk about that in concept. Like, let's not and say we did. There we go.